We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. You need to understand, it didn't end with the cross. But three days later on that Sunday morning, Jesus Christ rose from the dead. It did not end with the cross and the story of the gospel. The words that bring hope to you and I do not end with a sacrifice. They end with the resurrection. We need to understand that today and get it firmly into our heart. When Jesus said it is finished, it implied that for centuries there had been unfinished business. God had given the law to Moses, but as we know, no one was able to fulfill the law. It was impossible to live up to those demands. It was impossible to fulfill the rules and the regulations and be the person God wanted them to be. So when Christ came to Calvary, he was saying, it is finished, mission accomplished, I have fulfilled the law. I have become the blood sacrifice for the sin of all humanity. But we need to understand God didn't just need him to be the sacrifice because through the centuries and through the years, tens of thousands died on Roman crosses. It wasn't the fact that he died on the cross that holds such huge significance for you and me. It's the fact that he didn't stay dead that holds significance for you and me. One like one little girl heard about the resurrection and she said, yeah, he snuck out of the grave. They couldn't hold him there. They couldn't hold him there. Death would not contain the son of the living God. It was impossible. So we need to understand God needed Jesus to rise again from the dead to differentiate. Boy, that's a tough word this morning. Must watch too much basketball last night. To set him apart, let's try it this way, from all those thousands of others who had died on Roman crosses. You know, there's a lot of religious leaders who lived good lives and then died. But there's only one who lived a perfect sinless life, died on a cross for our sins, and then rose again from the dead. Folks, I've come to tell you this morning, if we don't move past the cross to the empty tomb, we still have unfinished business. See, I'm convinced there's a lot of people who are wearing a label that's called Christianity, thinking that they have all that God has for them, but they never move beyond the cross. I ask the Lord to forgive me of my sins, to come into my life, to be my Savior. Yes, that's what the cross does. But do you understand the same power that raised Jesus from the dead now dwells in you and me? So if that be a fact, and the scripture says it is, then that same power should enable us to live in resurrection life every single day. See, I've come to tell you this morning that the empty tomb, the resurrection... It changes everything. It changes everything. It is the one historical fact that makes a difference for all of humanity to all who choose to believe in him. The story of Jesus didn't stop at a cross. But it continues three days later when he was raised from the dead. It continues for 50 days as he ministered to his disciples before he ascended to the right hand of the Father. And the good news is, even though he is sitting at the right hand of the Father, he even today is ever making intercession for you and for me. We hear the old phrase, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind. And that's a true statement. But even more, now that he rose from the dead, I'm still on his mind. He didn't forget about me. He remembers me. No matter where I'm at or what I'm going through, Jesus thinks about me. Because of the resurrection. 
Paul said it this way, if we have faith in if we have faith in Christ only without the resurrection, we're pretty miserable. Let me read it to you from the message. It says it in 1 Corinthians 15, 14. Fact, face it, if there's no resurrection for Christ, everything we've told you is smoke and mirrors. Everything you've staked your life on is smoke and mirrors. Folks, it's all about the resurrection. It's all about His power abiding and living in you and me. It's all about understanding He not only died, but He rose again from the dead. Don't just tell half the story. Come on, tell the ending. Come on, tell the punchline. He not only died, He rose again from the dead. Reminds me of the little boy whose dog died and his mama trying to console him said, Oh, son, don't cry. Your dog's in heaven with God. He looked at her and he said, Mama, what, does, what use does God have for a dead dog? Come on, folks. What use is your faith if it doesn't include the resurrection of Jesus Christ? It's of no value. Paul said it's smoke and mirrors if not for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. He rose again from the dead. And because he rose again from the dead, you and I have hope today that he can conquer every problem, every circumstance, every situation that we will ever deal with and ever confront. Because he is no longer dead, he's alive. We have unfinished business and we're going to deal with it this morning. So look to Mark 16 with me, beginning in verse 1. Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices that they could come and anoint him very early in the morning. On the first day of the week, they came to the tomb where the sun had, when the sun had risen. They said among themselves, who will roll away the stone for the door of the, from the door of the tomb for us? And when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, and it was very large. After entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. They were scared is what it means. I mean, think about it. You go to the graveyard expecting to see a, a closed tomb, needing help to open it up. And instead of it being closed, it's wide open. And instead of finding a dead body, they see some dude sitting in there clothed in white. That would give you a fright. That might startle you just a little bit. It goes on to say, they were alarmed. And he said to them, do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. What's the proof? Look where he once was. He's not there anymore. Oh, come on, folks. If you're going expecting something like a dead body, I got news for you today. You have the wrong set of expectations. But go tell his disciples and Peter that he's going before you into Galilee. There you will see him as he said to you. Oh, you need to hear that. As he said to you. He's saying it to you this morning. It doesn't matter what you face. It doesn't matter what you encounter. It doesn't matter the size of the problem in front of you. It doesn't matter how heavy that stone may be. He's already said it. It's going to roll away. God has already made provision for you to walk in victory and to know his peace in and over your life. As he said to you. So they went out quickly and fled from the tomb. They trembled and were amazed. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Don't criticize them. That may have been your reaction as well. You expected one thing and got something quite differently. Sometimes it takes a little time to process the power of God in our lives. Sometimes it takes a little time to 
think through and accept what God has really done for you and me. So this morning, I'm going to challenge you to think through it. I'm going to challenge you to open your heart and think about the unfinished business you have. Think about perhaps the stone that's standing in your way. Think about the fact that there's some issues that have plagued you for years and years and years and years. And if you'll wrap your head around the fact that Jesus rose from the dead and he can resolve those issues as well, you'll leave this place in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. Because he's able. Think about it as we look at the text. These ladies had unfinished business. They were there that day when he was crucified. They saw the last breath leave his body. They understood that Jesus, the one they had hoped in, the one Mary had given birth to, was dead. And often with that death, hopes and dreams die as well. Leaving unfinished business. Leaving plans unfulfilled. Dreams unaccomplished. Hopes, aspirations dashed at the cross. Walking away in defeat. Dejection. Thinking it will never happen. It will never occur. What I thought he was going to do for me is never now going to happen because he's dead. Do you get it? He's dead. There is no life in death. There is no breath in death. There is no hope in death. He's dead. Nothing good's going to come from it. He is dead. But they had unfinished business. They needed to anoint his body for burial. Now listen, what did the angel say to them? He said, he's not here, he's risen. As he has said. They had already been told what was going to happen. He had already declared, three days I'm going to lie in the grave, but on the third day I'm going to rise again from the dead. They had heard it, but they didn't receive it. They had heard it, but they didn't believe it. It went into their mind, but it never got into their spirit. Oh, hear me today. I've come to tell you, he is no longer dead. It's time to believe it, to receive it, and to allow the power of the resurrection to affect your life this morning. See, there's a lot of folks say, I tried it. This didn't work for me. I asked him to forgive me. I tried to live for him. It just didn't work for me. I did everything right, but it didn't work for me. That's because you never moved past the cross. It's because you never received the power of the resurrection. Oh, because of the resurrection, it is from the ashes of defeat that we rise. Oh, folks, you need to hear it this morning. You may have failed. You may have flamed out. You may have done everything right, and it still turned out wrong. But I've got news for you. It's the third day. And on the third day, he rose again from the dead to declare in the place of your defeat, he brings victory. It's time to get it from here to here. Time to move it from the head to the heart. And all the power of the resurrection to change you. The ladies needed to anoint his body for burial. Some of us have unfinished business too. Maybe we need to forgive someone or be forgiven. Maybe we need to give a second chance or receive a second chance. Maybe we need to extend love or receive love. Maybe we need to kneel one more time and say, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Lord, I want to I live for you, but I've never found the power to do it. I love you in church. I worship you on Sunday, but something goes haywire, and I'm not able to apply it the rest of the week. 
I've come to tell you, you need to experience the resurrection power of the living Lord and Savior who every morning when your feet hit the floor will empower you and enable you to rise above and live above the circumstances. Fight the good fight and know because my Redeemer lives, I live too. Resurrection brings power. Unfinished business. The Bible is filled with examples. Nicodemus, the religious teacher, the scholar, he came at night because he had questions he couldn't answer. And yet he didn't want anyone around him, his peers, to see he had questions for the supposed teacher. Some of you want to come under the cloak of darkness, under the cloak of disguise. But you need to understand, when you receive the words of life, when you hear him say, Marvel not that I say unto you, you must be born again, it's going to change the way you live. That darkness will dissipate. That fear will be gone. And you'll live in new life because you've experienced the resurrection power of the Son. The woman at the well in John 4 was just going about her daily business. It's what she did every day. She tried to avoid the other women from the village when they were drawing water because she didn't want to hear what they had to say. She didn't want to see their smirk, their scorn, their disdain. She felt like she was an outcast because of the way she lived. She had unfinished business. But the Bible tells me Jesus showed up one day. And he said to her sister, give me something to drink. She said, how is it? And listen to me. Listen to me carefully. In America, we need to hear this story and apply it. She said, how is it that you being a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan, for anything because you think I'm worse than a dog? Listen to me, friend. In the kingdom of God, there's not black, white, brown, red, green, or purple. In the kingdom of God, there is no race. There is no color. It's not about creed. It's about the blood of Jesus Christ that washes us and cleanses us. And can I say, it's time for us to stop the nonsense in America, stop the racial divides, and understand through Jesus, we are one. And let me take it one step further. If you're a part of that nonsense, shame on you. Get your heart right with God. I'm telling you, that's nonsense. It has no place in the church and it needs to be gone. That's unfinished business. And anytime leadership is a part of racial divide, shame on them. That's not what we are to be emulating. That's not what we're to be teaching in America, especially in the church. Let me say it one more time. If you're in the blood of Jesus Christ, there's not a black church. There's not a white church. There's not a Chinese church. There's not a Spanish church. Come on, we're all one in the blood of Jesus Christ. And any time we allow those divisions to penetrate our theology, we have unfinished business. The woman at the well had unfinished business. There was a guy by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a tax collector. He was crooked as a snake. Matter of fact, when he died, they were going to have to screw him into the ground. He was so crooked. He heard that Jesus was coming to his city. He was just a little bitty short guy. Maybe that song was written about him. Short people have no reason to... I'm not going to go there. All right. Sorry. Stop that. He heard Jesus was coming and he'd heard enough about him. He wanted to experience him. He wanted to see him with his eyes. So he ran ahead, and the Bible says he climbed up into a tree. And when Jesus passed by, he looked up and said, What you doing in that tree, boy? Why are you up there? I'm down here. 
And they called him down and he said, come on, Zacchaeus, today I'm going to your house. And his life was transformed. His life was changed because Jesus knew he had unfinished business. See, it doesn't matter who you are or where you live. It doesn't matter the color of your skin or the language you speak. When you come to the cross, he resolves our unfinished business. He brings us to the place where we are changed. So let me ask you, what brought you here today? Why did you roll out of bed on this rainy morning to come to church? Why do we feel like on this particular Sunday of the year, we should make an effort to be in the house of God? Let me tell you why. Because you have unfinished business. Because there's things you need to deal with in your life that can only be dealt with at the cross. That can only be resolved through the power of the resurrection. So when you look at these three ladies and their unfinished business, you recognize it can only be resolved in a graveyard. You see, your unfinished business can only be satisfied at an empty tomb. It's not enough to say he died for my sins, folks. Come on, hear me. I'm not in any way denigrating the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, but I'm saying the story doesn't stop there. I'm saying we need to move on three days later to an empty tomb in a Jerusalem hillside, and we need to recognize the one I love, the one I serve, the one I came to anoint is no longer there. He is risen, and he's alive. And because he's risen, I can live as well. What did they expect to find in that graveyard? A sealed tomb. But what did they find? A stone rolled away. What did you expect to experience when you came this morning? Maybe the same old, same old. I've done this every year of my life because my mama told me I had to go to church on Easter. Can I tell you this could be a different day for you? If you come to the empty tomb, if you'll kneel before a resurrected Savior, if you allow the power of His life to infiltrate and to infuse your life, today is a different day. And you'll leave a different person. So often when we come to a graveyard, we come with emotions of grieving, sadness, sorrow, uncertainty, and fear. That's what these ladies were feeling. But folks, that's not what they experienced. They found a tomb that was open. They found the angel of the Lord that was there. They found a message that revolutionized their life at the empty tomb. See, the good news is, Jesus Christ knows us right where we're at, regardless of who we are, regardless of our attitude or our spiritual condition. And he willingly became the sacrifice for our sins. The ladies, the day they went to the graveyard, they had a revelation that the one who died and all their hopes and dreams died with him, oh, he wasn't dead anymore. He was alive. He had risen. I like the way Luke says it in Luke 24. He said, why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. You see, friend, the resurrection changes everything. It's because of the resurrection that those of us who have tried and tried and tried and consistently missed the mark can say, there's hope for me. It's because of the resurrection that those of us who say it's no use, it's too difficult, it's too rigorous, there are too many rules and regulations, I can't do it. It's because of the resurrection. We can say through His power we can. You see, Jesus died not only to forgive us of our sins, but to give us hope. He died so that when we are facing the most difficult places in our life, we can know there is power 
to enable us to go on. There is power to fill our lives and help us to overcome every circumstance. Maybe you're here this morning and you've been in bad relationship after bad relationship. You've never been able to make anything work. I've got news for you. The woman at the well, she had been married five times. When Jesus found her, she was in a relationship with a man she wasn't married to. But do you know what he said to her? He said, go and sin no more. I'm glad to tell you today that she went back to her village. She told everybody, come and see the man who knows everything that I have ever done. And yet he loves me anyway. Doesn't matter the extent of your failures. It doesn't matter how big the flame outs. Jesus has resurrection power. Maybe you're like faith in the video. And you've tried, but you realize I can't do it. I can't live the life. I can't do what's required of me in your own interpretation of a relationship with Christ. So you've given up. So now your relationship with God or your religion is relegated to special high holy days. Come to church on Easter. Come on Mother's Day. I'll be there on Christmas if I'm not out of town. And if there's really an issue in my life, then I'm going to turn back and I'm going to ask Him for help. But you've never lived for Him every single day of your life through resurrection power. I've come to tell you the resurrection changes everything. And you may say, I tried to do it right. I tried to do it according to the rules, but it didn't work. That's because you need to come back and find resurrection power. See, the way you're living, you're never going to get where you want to go. The way you're living, you're never going to find what you're seeking. The way you're living, you're never going to find peace and joy and happiness. Your life will be a constant turmoil of storm until you come back and find resurrection power to flow through your life. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed across this place. The ladies, when they went to the graveyard, found a revelation. He's not here. He is risen. They were given hope because they realized what he had said was true. And if he is alive, then my hopes and dreams can live too. If he is alive, then maybe heaven is for real as well. If he is alive, then maybe he really does love me and care about me. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed in this room this morning, you say, you just described me to a T. I saw myself in that video. I've tried and I've failed again and again and again and again. And I'm tired of failing. I give up. Or you say it's just too difficult. Too many rules and regulations and restrictions and too many do's and don'ts. And I know I can't do that. I give up. I'm not even going to try. Maybe you're like that woman at the well. You have burned out and you have flamed out and you're an embarrassment to those that know you. I've got news for you, Jesus still loves you. Maybe you're like Nicodemus who came in the night not wanting anyone to know that you have questions that trouble you in your sleep. Jesus is here to answer those questions, to give you hope and to give you peace. Maybe you're like that little old guy named Zacchaeus who knew there was something special about Jesus Christ, but he couldn't put his finger on it. Until Jesus said, why don't you come down and spend some time with me? Let's go to your house. Let's share a meal together. Let's get to know each other. That's what he's wanting to do for you as well. He wants to get to know you and you to get to know him. 
through the power of the resurrection. You're here this morning, and I've just described you in one of those scenarios. Right where you sit, you're going to stand up right now. Stand up. Say, that's me, and I want you to pray for me across this room, front to back, side to side, corner to corner. Just stand right where you're at. Come on, don't wait on anybody else. Yes, thank you. Stand. Across this room, stand. That's you. You need to experience resurrection power. Yes, others. Come on, the Holy Spirit's talking to you. All you have to do is say, I want resurrection power in my life. It's not difficult. It's the best thing you'll ever do. Stand right where you're at. Others are standing right now. Come on, across the room. In the balcony and in the risers. Others, as I wait another moment, God's talking to you. I need resurrection power in my life. I've tried. I've failed. It's too difficult. I give up. I need some help. Anyone else, you'll stand with these who have across the room this morning. Everyone standing, come and join me right here. Step out from where you're at. Come on. Come on and join me right down here. I'm going to pray with you. We're going to pray together. God's going to fill you with the resurrection power this morning. Come on. If you should have stood and you didn't, step out and come right now. Join these who are coming and saying, I need resurrection power in my life. Anyone else, as we wait a moment, we want you to join us. If that's what you need in your life today is resurrection power. Anyone else, as I wait a moment. I love it, young man. That's it. Run to Jesus. Anybody else? Come on, anyone else? Cross the room. Stand with me today. Everyone, stand with me. If you should be down here, this is your opportunity. Step out and come as we begin to pray. Every one of you standing here this morning, listen to me very carefully. What you're about to do, yes, that's it. Come on. Anybody else? It's not too late. He's waiting on you. Jesus is waiting on you. So wait another moment. Anyone else? Yes, come on. Someone else. This is your chance, your opportunity, your day for resurrection power. Yeah, come on down, young lady. That's it. Come on. Anybody else? So wait another moment. This is your day for resurrection power to change your life from the inside out. So wait another moment. Anyone else? You want to join us? I don't want to miss you. Pray with me right now. Those of you standing here, we're going to pray a very simple prayer. And then someone's going to take you back to 103 and they're going to pray with you individually and specifically. But this morning, I want you to know, it doesn't matter how many times you've tried and failed. It doesn't matter how many times you said, I give up. Today is the day when the power of Jesus Christ is going to flow into your life and you walk out of this room changed, transformed, because the same power that raised Christ from the dead is going to live in you and you're going to be a changed person today. Pray these words with me. Jesus, thank you for dying for me. Thank you for giving my sins. Thank you for changing my life. Thank you for coming into my heart. Thank you for changing me. Now I ask for resurrection power. I ask for your power to live in my heart today. So I will never, never, never be the same. Because it's your power that changes me. Transform right now. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, welcome them. Show them we're delighted to hear this morning. Hallelujah. Turn to your, to your, your left, my right. See Miss Maggie right over there. Follow her out to 
103. She's going to give you some information. They're going to pray with you specifically. I am so glad you're here this morning. It's resurrection power that changes our lives today. Come on, Tom. Hit it. Let's sing it out. Hallelujah. Jesus is alive. Sing it out. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church, we invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida. A multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place, you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com.